Blog Talk Radio. To the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Glad to be here this Wednesday night. Oh, going to make the intro quick, fast, and a hurry. Um, one, my phone overheated earlier today, the phone I used for the show, and so didn't know we was going to have complications getting it turned on. So I am running a couple minutes behind. I'm um, got to have a conversation with our guests before the show, so looking forward to this. Um, but uh, a couple housekeeping things real quick before um, we jump into getting Mario in the studio and then getting our guests into the studio as well, the Carolina Sports Plus studio. Uh, make sure you guys check us out over at www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com. All all the shows get uh, syndicated over there, uh, so make sure you guys check that out while you're over there. If you catch your podcast on different platforms, say iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, Blog Talk Radio, um, Podchasers, I can go down YouTube, down the list of platforms we are on, um, there are tabs over there. Just click on those tabs. Say you listen to your podcast on iHeartRadio. Click on the iHeartRadio tab. It will take you all our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Follow us there. You can catch our shows that way. Um, Or you can just continue catching it either live here on Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me. Or just going over www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Also, make sure you guys like us on Facebook, um, the 110 Nation Sports. Give us a like. We're just short of 1,600. Would love to crack that. I'm also over on our website. I have been starting to do blogs as well. I'm getting you guys, keep you guys updated on our race chat live and the 110 Nation Sports uh, race pool that we got. Um, just gave out a $25 gift card this week for the overall points leader um, after nine weeks. Um, I did a, a piece on, oh, Lord, where am I? Oh, uh, DeMar Rosen's uh, kid. We will talk about that tonight's show. And uh, I'll personally be doing a piece about uh, 255 million ways how the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurst just screwed the rest of the NFL. So we'll get into, uh, I'll get into that. Make sure you guys check that out. Tonight is an all NBA show. Um, the reason is, is I'm going to get my co-host in here real quick. Um, we have Jay Spearman joining us. He was our NBA expert um, for a good 
part of the time, um, a good yeah, a good part of the time when we first started uh, over 12 years ago. Um, he came on, would do shows with us, wrote a bunch of phenomenal articles, um, and uh, he reached out a couple Wednesdays ago after a show and uh, asked uh, everyone would like to have him come back on. And uh, no hesitation, um, got a got a. Got, a con- got back in contact with him, and we set up for tonight to come in, which played out great. Season's over with. Um, we got just past the first or the play-in tournament, and now we are about two games deep into the first round. So I, I couldn't ask for a better time with that. Um, first, let's get uh, Mario in here at the Carolina Sports Plus studio. Mario, how are you doing tonight? And let's go ahead and let them know where they can find Carolina Sports Plus physically, Facebook-wise, website-wise, um, and uh, let them know when the next drawing to possibly win a pair of LeBron's, Jordan's. I think there's another type of shoes you got going on. Um, uh, and me and you are going to talk about that later on as well. Hey, what's going on? I'm doing great today. You can, you can find Carolina Sports Plus physical location at 1318 Highway 4-1 Business in Rayford, North Carolina. You can find us on the web at www.carolinasportsplus.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Plus. And uh, the raffle, we got another raffle coming. Don't really know the exact date yet, but... Uh, there's going to be some cool little shoes and Jordans up there. So if you buy a ticket and your number comes out, you'll get you a nice little pair of shoes. Um, it's what, the second Friday of the month? Yeah, second Friday of the month. That's, okay. that's what we're aiming for, yep. Gotcha. So uh, we we got uh, you got a few weeks to get your tickets, to get your uh, raffle tickets to uh, be able to be part of that drawing. We had a live drawing last week for last week's winner. So make sure you guys check them out, like them on Facebook, and check out the site. Um, I'm putting uh, grabbing uh, Jay Spearman. Going to throw him in here, the Carolina Sports Plus studio. It's been a long time, Jay. Uh, a lot of uh, years since we've actually talked, um, but a lot of uh, great conversations we had in the day. Uh, more, more at those point of times, it was more of the Kobe talks and LeBron talks. Um, I think it was Miami Heat, Cleveland, or, uh, LeBron time maybe-ish. Um, but uh, great times, great conversations. Glad to have you back. How have you been, and uh, are you ready to talk some ball? Yeah, man, I think you're kind of aging me a little bit, taking me way back for talking about those Miami Heat days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's been great, man. I've been blessed. Um, pleasure to be uh, happy to have for you guys to have me on, man. Looking forward to tonight, looking forward to uh, talking some NBA. I, like I, t- I messaged um, Jay last night, and I was like, look, I have watched more basketball in the last two weeks than I, and then I've watched all season long. And, and let the truth be told, it's probably the most basketball I've watched since LeBron left Cleveland and really since Cleveland has been relevant. 
Um, and so happens I watch more this year and Cleveland. I'm not going to say it's relevant, but has a nice little little squad they got together. And uh, I think we'll get through round one, but uh, we'll see where we go from there. I think we could possibly face Miami or uh, Milwaukee if we win. And we'll talk in the fact uh, in here in a little bit that Giannis, will, it is ruled out for game two. Miami has a chance to steal another one and go up 2-0. Um, and head back home to Miami, um, how the whole outlook of the playoffs could change with that. Uh, but uh, there, there's two things that I, I want to get into. And uh, before we jump into talking about the playoffs, one of them has to do with Giannis's injury. Um, and, and the other one's got to do with load management and how the seasons, season winds down and ultimately – how the season is played throughout the year as well. Um, the CBA that they agreed upon uh, for the 2023 season, um, the players have to play in 65 games in order to win the MVP and other awards. Um, I, I think that would have eliminated a lot of players this year. Um, and I, I, I want, I'm definitely looking to get your guys' opinion on, one, if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but also will it matter? Um, is the bonus that they get for being MVP or some of these other awards, is it worth it to them versus the ultimate prize and being healthy and rested when it comes to getting to the playoffs and potentially the NBA finals? Um, so, um I'll start with you, Mario. We're going to go around. Uh, your thoughts on the CBA? Do you like the, the, that the uh, NBA is forcing these players, if they they want to win these awards, to play 65 games? Do you think it's going to change anything? Do you think it matters enough to the players um, that um, those awards versus the potential of a, a championship run? Well, so in my opinion, it's, it really comes down – to the fans and seeing them special players, you know, when they pay for tickets, that's, I think that's where the league is more focused on, you know, but as far as the playoffs and the playoff run, you can get hurt at any, at any given time as, as, as you can see during this playoff, but it's a, it's a good idea. It's a good mix up. You know, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of people who wasn't in the running for special awards be in the running just because they played the, Amount of needed games. As far as the superstars, they're still gonna make they're still gonna make their own little way around it, and try to still get their rest days in on the days that they don't feel like playing. As far as load management, but well, I guess we'll see. You know, Jay, what's your what's your thoughts on it? Well, you know what this is this is really good for the NBA, man. I'm gonna be completely honest with you and. It kind of takes it back to, like, the early 90s, like, style of basketball. You remember mm-hmm. um, during that time, I ain't trying to give away nobody's age, but, you know, I was a, I was a young pup during that time, so I didn't get a chance to really enjoy the bad boy Pistons in the first uh, part of the uh, Bulls dynasty. But the MVP actually meant something. Of course, everybody mm-hmm. had a bit of voter um, fatigue when it came to Jordan winning it, but years and years and years. And hence, we had Charles Barkley taking it over in uh, 90 or 91, and then, you know, later on in the 90s, you got um, Carl Malone taking it, Shaq taking it, so on and so forth. But a lot of that had to not only do with the popularity of the player, but the longevity of the actual player season. 
So you notice those guys, these were guys playing 65 games, 75 games, so on and so forth, just for the bragging rights, just for the bragging rights alone, especially during mm-hmm. an era to where, you know, Chicago was a dynasty. You knew you wasn't going to beat them. The next best thing was those individual awards. So the fact that you were able to make claim to MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, whatever the case may be, also tied into your longevity. I think with this new CBA rule that kind of puts us back into that echelon and swing of doing things, especially with the type of talent that we have in today's NBA. You're talking about a season to where we've had multiple 70-point games, multiple 50-point games. Um, the average score of every NBA game has went up significantly, and then you have new talent coming into the league. This sets the tone for them as well. Your Kay Cunningham, your Victor Wimbiamas. You're Jaden Ivey, so I'm talking Detroit Pistons stuff. But <laughs> it all boils down to being able to actually take that talent and show them that, hey, not only do you have to be good at the game of basketball, but you have to remain as healthy as possible. And I think that's where we're going to be able to get rid of this low management aspect. It's something that I just always hate. I, 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 I despise the whole load management. Um, Warren, and, and this is speaking of a non-basketball athlete, and this is speaking of what athlete I was. I was very young, so you, you, I, I obviously cannot speak in the mind, an actual body of an NBA player and what the toll throughout the year is. All we know is they only got to actually play 82 games. I say only 82, but, I mean, essentially you got 82 days of work. Now, obviously, you got practice and you got scrimmages and everything else. Um, and, and to what to what extent and what level those go, that's, you know, in, in behind closed doors. I mean, not that nobody can't sit there and watch it, but we don't. Um, we just know that there's only 82 days that you actually got to put your all in plus your playoffs. Uh, so for me, I have an issue that you get paid millions on top of millions on top of millions of dollars to play in the NBA, not counting your endorsements and awards and everything else you got going on. Uh, you shouldn't have an issue of sucking it up if you got a back-to-back or um, a two out of three night, you know, stretch. You, you get paid, this is what you signed up for, you knew what you were potentially going to have to do making millions of dollars. Um, someone had, had brought up, let's reduce the season, which I'm a fan, to, a fan of as well. Let's, let's take it from 82 to, let's say 62. I'm just throwing a random number out there. You're eliminating 20 games now, so 60 games become a little bit more important. I think that's one of the things we love about the NFL. There's only 17 games. Every game matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, at the end of the season, the NBA, every game matters. But let's be honest, game 20 to most of these players don't matter. Um, they lose or win, it's not going to potentially make or break their season. Now, if you come down to a tie and you set everybody in game 20, yes, it could come back to bite you. But nobody's looking at that big that big of a picture they're looking at. There's 82 games. We've got plenty of, time, plenty of time. Odds are if we finish 500, even slightly above, we're probably going to make the playoffs. We're playing. So we really don't have to be that concerned. I mean, well, let's look at Golden State and how they hardly won any road games, only be, what, one team above. 500 this entire season didn't have Wiggins for a quarter or more of the season um uh Steph was out for a long you know for a good stretch there they made the playoffs um and and something else we'll get into is Draymond Green that potentially now could cost them their their playoff run um not that I'm saying that 
necessarily they would have beat Sacramento, but there's a much better chance with Draymond Green on the court versus not on the court. Um, so they, they kind of prove that you kind of can coast through and as long as you have a little bit above 500 record, you're good. So we, I, I don't have a problem with them reducing the season. Um, my, 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 what's going to intrigue me for next season is to see what players the MVP award does matter. What players did – because now there's a minimum. So those that don't make it out, outside of those that actually have a serious injury, um, those that don't play enough games, then obviously we know that the MVP does not matter to them. It, it does, it, there, there's no value to them to it. So it will be interesting to, to me to see which ones it does matter to. Um, do I think it's going to change? I think I agree with you, uh, Mario. I think that – we're going to see ways the players the, to work around everything um, to kind of show us that the, there's still a loophole in the system somewhere. I'm sure somebody's going to find something, and we're we're going to see players that are going to be in running for awards and didn't maybe make that threshold or, you know, got some kind of waiver or whatever the case may be. I, I just see there, there being a loophole somewhere. We just ain't seen it yet. Um, the, other, the other topic, and, and, and I, I feel it needs to be sat down and be part of the CBA, and I think it needs to be part of the CBA next year, um, is the way Giannis got hurt. And I, I, I think I've been yelling from the Raptors even back since the day Jay was on the show with us and part of this, uh, what Kevin Love did. And I, I'm not going to say what Kevin Love did was a dirty play. It's legal. I have never been a fan of it. I have never been a fan of somebody, as somebody is going like Giannis was to the rim, a defensive player be able to slide in front of you just because they're out of the circle. As long as they're standing there, now you draw the charge, and we're seeing people get hurt. I have never liked that. I, I, there's no defensive that, – that's not a defensive move. At least make them have their hands up do something defensively, but it's like, oh, this guy is getting ready to go dunk the ball. I'm going to slide in front of him, and if I cannot move just for a second before he gets there, he's going to draw a char- I'm going to draw a charge on him, even though he was dead to the rights to the rim. I hate that. I think it's the stupidest. I- I'm glad the other stupidest rule was the, the whole three-pointers kicking their leg out and catching, and I'm glad they got rid of all that. Uh, not letting them intentionally jump into people, kick their leg out, and everything else. This rule needs to be eliminated. Um, or this, the, the defenders being able to do this needs to be eliminated. Now it's causing serious injuries. Um, before it was just an annoyance to me. Now it's actually we're, we're seeing more and more injuries. Um, Jay, um, your thoughts? Am I, am I over overreaching my step here with this? Do you, am I too far fetched? Um, or um, you you lean in this way now? Was you leaning that way before, or should it just stay as is? You know what, CJ? Like, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say this reach, and I'm not going to say that much. But I will say, I like the block. I like those type of players who are going to you know put themselves in the middle of potentially like getting that last minute defensive call. I don't think that what Kevin Love did on that play was necessarily dirty. Now I've watched guys do that outside the box and get there a split second too late, and nine times out of ten, you see something like that, you see a guy like Giannis clearly just jumping over him. You get put on a poster. That's the sacrifice that you make. But I don't think mm-hmm. what he did in that particular play was malicious or anything like that. I think, honestly, like Kevin was no, just trying either. to go for, like, his, 
Yeah, he was trying. He was, he was doing what you're taught to do in basketball. That was, it looked pretty fundamental to me. I, I'm one of those guys, man, to where it's like I stand by the physicality of the game. I don't think it needs to get brutal. Like we saw that play that uh, that happened with Giannis and you know messing the floor back. I don't think it needs to go like that far. Maybe I don't know. I say possibly like you know having the referees kind of like paying just a little bit more close attention to like plays like that, um, which I think the refs did a really good job of, uh, of calling that play down the middle, like um, uh, that Miami, uh, that Miami Milwaukee game. I don't really see like any issue with it though, man. Mario, your thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning to more. I like the physicality of the game as well, you know. And uh, you know, you can definitely tell that there's a difference in uh, how referees call a game in regular season and playoffs. But on the other hand, you know, the league would definitely look into it just because when you have stars out, you know, in the playoffs, you know, it's it's, it's definitely different than having the stars out during the regular season because now because now it's money time and to see a player get to get hurt off of a play like that, you know, makes you want to think about, you know, what can we do to change it. But I, I kind of I like the physicality that the refs are letting the players play with. But, you know, with stars being out in the playoffs really does mess up the bottom line. But, uh, you know, it was kind of a bad situation, but I like the physicality of it. But I just don't like – you know, when I'm in the air and then somebody just comes and meets me there while I'm already there, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of iffy. And this is like piggyback uh, off of that one. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, just to piggyback off of that one, like I, I 100% agree with Mario on that. Like, you know, if you got a guy who's clearly in the air, he has to land, he has to ride away, yeah. You're trying to get under him or something like that. That's a dirty play. That gives me that type of trillion style vibes. Grayson Allen style vibes. Draymond Green is kind of mm-hmm. for doing stuff along those lines. So I think it's up to the rest to kind of pay attention to players who are committing those type of fouls to act accordingly, as opposed to just shutting down and trying to change the rules entirely. Um. We had a star. We had a shining star in the playing tournament, and the star didn't didn't even play a minute on the basketball court. And I'm speaking of Demar Rosen's daughter, um, Dear. I think is her name, if I remember correctly. Uh, she was the young lady that uh, decided that every time the Raptors went to the free throw line, she would scream like somebody was stealing her, killing her, whatever the case may be. Um, causing, well, maybe coincidentally, but the Raptors went 50%. They missed 18 shots from the free throw line um, coming, following the game. I think they shot something like 82% or whatever, if I remember correctly. Um, and this was allowed throughout the game. I'm going to go with you first, Jay. Your thoughts on this, your thoughts on what she did. Um, should it be allowed what what's what's your overall thoughts on this? Let me tell you something, TJ. If I if 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 God ever blesses me with a daughter, I ever have a daughter and she don't ride for me the way that Demar DeRozan's daughter ride for her, I don't want her. 
Mm-hmm. That's simple, man. She 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 did what she was supposed to do. <laughs> you can't get mad at that girl for uh, wanting to root for her daddy, man. Let let her have. Now, here's what upset me about that. You have these fans, and I understand it, man. This is high octane basketball. We obviously, you know, got a playoff spot, you know, like on the line. You don't sit there and start making life threats to a little girl. That's just something that you don't do. And I think, you know, shame on those fans who are making those. I don't know if like either one of you guys were aware of that part. But shame on those mm-hmm. fans who are out there making life-threatening like threats to this little girl who's just doing something simple as like rooting for her daddy. Let her play. I think that's an excellent display of what basketball really is, man. I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Mario. No, to to be honest, I don't have a problem with it either. You know, you got you got to make your free throws. Uh, it's gonna be loud anywhere you go, especially during a playing playing yeah. tournament. And uh, just got hit your free throws. To me, it wasn't a big deal. Hi. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to go this way. Uh, did y'all hear the girl? Did y'all hear the video? Did you Did you hear the screeching noise? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. If I'm uh-huh. sitting that 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 level, so it wasn't very high, so I guarantee those seats were a few hundred dollars each, and mm-hmm. I, I just paid twenty dollars for a beer. $10 for a hot dog, probably $8 for a press mm-hmm. one. That's probably being on the lower end at this point of where they were at and playoff time. And I had someone sitting directly behind me screaming like that. It would be all I could do not to throw punch them. Um, <laughs> no, this should not be a thing at all. Because now you're going to have a bunch of kids and, and people setting up a bunch of kids or obnoxious people doing those kind of screams. At, at what level, at, to what extent is enough is enough. Um, no, I'm not a fan of it. Um, and it is more, be more so from, and it's not so much from the basketball point of view. It's more of, imagine the fans that had to sit next to that, especially it being in Toronto and it being Raptor fans. Like, I, I know it shouldn't make a difference, but if you were at a Detroit game and there was one of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Donovan Mitchell had a, and was screaming, you were sitting right next to her. And every time that one of the Pistons went up to shoot a free throw, you had to hear that. You would not be a happy person, especially if it was a playoff game and you paid more money to sit there and as close as you were. You wouldn't. And that's more of where – I have an, uh, an issue with it is more from because it's loud and, and the, these basketball players have heard everything. And, and if not, you you watch a LeBron game, you'll point out a fan quick, fast, in a hurry does something he doesn't like with and get them kicked out. Um, so they, I know they hear it all, and we, we saw the whole Draymond Green and the whole Sacramento fans flip. They hear it all. So it, to me, it's not so much the basketball because they're going, they're going to for the most part, other than what sounds like a little kid being stolen, um, might have been distracting to the Toronto, uh, the Toronto players. They might have just been coincident. But I'm more so, more so focused on the fans because I, I, I would have not sat through a game like that and not probably flipped my lid, especially if I did have a few drinks in me. Like, somebody's got to come get this fucking kid. Whoops, I did not mean to say that. Um, somebody needs to get this freaking kid. I feel so good. I ain't cussing so long. Um, of course, the fact we are on iHeartRadio and Spotify and everything else. So I try my hardest not to let any words slip on here, but I, I can't believe that y'all, I don't know, I got 
Could you all imagine sitting next to that? Could you honestly, now, now that I kind of did from that, not the basketball player perspective, but from a fan, now do you guys feel the same way that your, your first answer was? They, yeah. yeah, I do. They, yeah, they're ringing cowbells. Wow, ringing, I know. They're, no. yeah, yeah, they're doing, they're doing all types of stuff. Let me say something real quick, uh, CJ. So you, you oh. touched on, like, pissing games. I go to about, like, three or four pissing games, like, a year. And the most, the most interactive games I ever go to is typically Detroit versus Toronto. reason why is because Detroit team suck and we're so close to Toronto that Toronto feels like – Toronto fans feel like coming to LCA, um, so coming to Detroit, it's almost like a home game to them. And I'm talking camp, Canadian flags everywhere – Best card of jersey, you name it, whatever the case may be. The loudest, most obnoxious fans that you could ever imagine. Now imagine that by the thousands. Now you think that little girl screaming is bad? Imagine about 10,000 grown men doing that at the top of their lungs. I experienced that, and it's good with me. In fact, it actually makes the game a lot more lively, especially when the Pistons are getting blown out by 20, like we've been getting blown out this entire season. Like it makes you actually want to enjoy the game because you see that other people are enjoying it. I stand by it, man. But I, I, to me, it's a little bit different. It's a different from hearing a grown man scream and what sounds like somebody's hurting or stealing a little kid. Like that had to be distracting. <clears throat> that's that's more so. I don't care. I just, to me, there should be some kind of. There's got to be some kind of like you can't have little kids. I mean, literally at times, sound like somebody was stealing her. Like it, that's just a little bit different to me um, versus grown men screaming or everything else. I, and I, like I said, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily against it, but I, 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 especially from the player point of view, it's just being right next to a little kid screaming that way. Sound like she's being kidnapped. Like I'm doing something next to her, or you know, doing something to her, and everybody looking. And it, I don't know. It just anyway. We we, we only got about 25, 20 more minutes because I know you got to get out of here about ten till. Um, and we're never going to get through all these topics. I, I went through the roster today or the agenda today, and they're like, you're thinking you're going to get that done in an hour. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan mm-hmm. of you. Tell Mario, I'm, I'm horrible mm-hmm. getting agendas mm-hmm. done, but I'm a fan of having too much and running out of time versus not having enough and having dead air time. Um, I'm going to start with you, Mario. Biggest disappointments and biggest surprise teams um, to finish the season, maybe teams that played better or made the playoffs, teams that didn't make the playoffs, teams that you thought were going to be number one and just barely made it plus, whatever the circumstance, who, who was your biggest surprise team to finish up the regular season and who was your biggest disappointment team? I think the biggest surprising team to me is definitely Sacramento because them, them boys looking good. But uh, the the disappointment it definitely got to fall on the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. So yes, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with the uh, with all that one. Jay, you. Um, so I wanted to say Sacramento, but honestly, midseason I wasn't surprised. The Aaron Fox has been underrated like since he's been drafted. Malik yeah. Monk is having an incredible mm-hmm. like a uh, season so far. The minus the bonus is having a crazy season. So he got stumped out. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, those guys are not uh, surprised me anymore. <laughs> you got stuffed up when you fuck. But, uh, honestly, um, most surprising team for me, the post-Kevin Durant Brooklyn Nets. I did not think that they were going to bounce back the way that they did. I, I thought it was over oh, yeah, there. I they were going to tank, be a lot of repairs. Mm. They're pooping. They're getting whooped by Philly in the playoffs as they should. But they hoop. Mikael Bridges hoop. Cam Johnson hoop. Yeah. Most disappointing team, 
I got to agree with Mario on this. It got to be Dallas. I talked so much smack to everybody, all my guys at work, anybody who would listen to me. When they made that trade for Kyrie, I'm sitting there saying this is the best backcourt in the NBA, hands down. And they did absolutely nothing with it. And that upsets me because I'm a Luka fan as well. So um, we'll see what next year looks like, but those are my two guys. Mm-hmm. Um. And best actor of the year award goes to Sabonis. I'm not gonna say he didn't get hurt, but I I, I feel that it was over dramatized to uh to uh, quite extent, and I I think their medical report was just a play on of all that to keep that to keep the the potential suspension coming and everything. Um, I think he'll end up being fine to being back here playing playing on the court. Um, biggest surprise for me. Um. I'm going to go with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, honestly, I didn't see mm-hmm. them finishing fourth. Um, I, I didn't see this group coming together as quick as they did. We get Donovan Mitchell, uh, which we knew he was a great player. Um, but to see how quickly they came together, came as a team, um, and, and just how well everybody matched together. Um, I see them getting through the first round. I think we'll end up taking care of New York. But next round, I either Milwaukee or Miami, both of them will be a tough, uh, um, tough um, opponents. Who would have thought that things would happen this way? And we potentially play Miami. I'd rather play Miami than uh, Milwaukee, obviously, um, especially with a healthy Giannis. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that Miami takes care of business, even though Miami with their seven undrafted players, how phenomenal is that? We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. <clears throat> but they, they, are, they are a pretty scary team. But with Hero being out, obviously that changes things as well um, with his injury. A lot of injuries in the beginning. The team of disappointment uh, I, I, I had as disappointment as well, as well was Dallas. But since everybody picked Dallas, I, I'm going to just throw one out there and go with another one, and that is San Antonio. Um, I that's this is the worst I think I've ever seen them play. Um, I've never seen a Popovich team to this extent, um, and I know a lot of it towards the end was just trying to get that number one pick and having improving the lottery pick. Um, but being a guy that has grown up seeing the days of David Robinson, and then uh, seeing the Twin Towers and Ginobili and. Um, Parker and everybody and, and Danny Green being on the team and we, we can go through all the names that San Antonio's had. It seemed like they and Kawhi and everything it just seems like they would just keep reloading and keep reloading and keep reloading. And we finally got to a point that they didn't have anybody to reload with and everybody went everywhere and it just a disappointment and more so that you you for so many years you saw them in the playoffs and be a team that was a contender and now to see them be at the very bottom and with 22 wins, I just never thought I would see a day like that. And it's disappointing to me. Um, Let's jump into uh, some of these games real quick, or uh, series real quick. Uh, Round one. um, Okay. We talked about Giannis, Miami, um, they took game one. Giannis will be out for game two. Um, Miami will be without Hero, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, will be an interesting game. Will be interesting to see if Miami can go into Milwaukee and steal two of them and have it potentially to sweep. Who would have thought that we could even fathom the conversation of a possible sweep of Milwaukee by Miami. But let's be realistic. No Giannis, and then you, you carry that momentum back to Miami, game three and game four. I, you, 
just like there's an any given Sunday, um, there's that possibility. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but there's just that possibility. Uh, start with you, Jay. Um, is, it, is Milwaukee done? Does Milwaukee have a chance? No. Um, um, what do you like so far about the series? Um, what, what does Milwaukee need to do, obviously, other than get Giannis back on the court? Yeah, my apologies for like uh, jumping right in front of the question, but that was almost a no-brainer, man. Oh, you're good. Not done. They, <laughs> this team is this. You're talking about a team that they they they've done parts of this season without Giannis, parts of this season without Chris Middleton, and they've been just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one of the most underrated players in the league in Drew Holiday, one of the most like um, underrated defenders in Drew Holiday. You got Brooke, Luke, uh, Brooke Lopez, who's having some of the best basketball in his career. People forget that dude is old. <laughs> yep. And he's hooping, man. Um, you got you got a strong, strong core in Milwaukee. I can't necessarily see them. Ne- I can't see them getting a gentleman sweep out of this, but I do see them taking this in at least six. Mario, no, I definitely agree with Jay. Just because they're battle tested, they've been they've been playing without Giannis, and they definitely got a good core of people and veterans who know how to lead and know how to carry carry themselves. So I definitely feel like it's definitely going to be a battle, but they're battle-tested. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get Giannis back, but it's still going to be a good series. I agree. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Miami come out and win this game. Um, and, and if so, I think the cockiness will get the best of them, and I think that the Milwaukee Bucks would come back and go into Miami and, and smack them back in their mouths and uh, let them know that, you know, this is, don't get too cocky for your own good. Um, I, I, I think mm. as long as this injury doesn't linger out, if this is just a one-game, even potentially two-game um, situation, um, I, I think there's a really good chance that uh, Milwaukee will turn this series around and uh, will end up winning. I, I would be shocked if Miami, as much as I would rather play Miami um, than the Milwaukee Bucks, especially by that point, Giannis would be back. Um, I, I think Milwaukee will will turn this around. Uh, just an uh, update real quick. Memphis is up over the Lakers 59-44 to 44 mm-hmm. at the half. Um mm-hmm. Some of them drafted players on Miami, though. That is, to me, very impressive um, that they have been able to develop and draft. It, it kind of almost, like, to me, is almost like Moneyball in the Oakland Athletics. You, you take a bunch of, mm-hmm. you know, no-name players, undrafted players, and put a roster together um, and, and a bunch of names that nobody knew. And now you not, – not only are you – you're making the playoffs, but and not only you're building the chemistry, um, but you're you're developing these players, and you're going to have these players for a while because um, some of these players will stick around just for the loyalty, just for the fact that look, Miami gave me my opportunity. You know, unless Miami tries to low ball the crap out of them, they're, they're going to stay there. They're 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 going to stick with the team that gave them the opportunity when nobody else did. Um, and, and you you got a bunch of players on a on a rookie contracts and. It, it's just going to be good for Miami for the next few years. So um, very impressive what Miami has done with um, their scouting and the team they put together. Um, next one is uh, Golden State down two games now, which is the first time that Steph Curry has been down to his trail two games to none um, in a playoff series. But uh, Golden State has found themselves in a hole. Um, 
Draymond Green gets ejected and, uh, well, what, seven minutes left in the game, in a close game, uh, for stomping on Sabonis, um, and then is going to be suspended for game three. And um, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I'm going to kind of jump into the, the, the Draymond Green thing for a second. Um, and, and then, of course, talk about Sacramento and Golden State. Um, we, we know what we're going to get out of Draymond Green. We're going to get a guy that's going to push the rules as far as he can. We're, we're going to put, we know that he's going to be controversial at times. He's going to be the Patrick Beverly or the Dennis Rodman. The, the, there's just players out there that – are, are that's what they do, and Draymond Green, junkyard dog kind of player. You hate him if you don't have him. You love him if you have him. Now, defensively, he, he plays defense. Um, he's a good passer, doesn't light up the board, but he plays his role. He knows his place, and he don't need to score a lot when you got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Um, this whole suspension thing, believe it or not, I, I kind of agree with what I've heard earlier today. I don't necessarily feel that it's warranted a suspension. Um, to the, the bottom line is Sabonis grabbed him and wasn't letting him go. And, yes, Draymond Green should have stepped on him, and I, I don't necessarily feel that you know, I, I foul. I'm not going to say that maybe there shouldn't have been a foul. Um, I, I, I also know the referee teed up Sabonis and, you know, it was a playoff of what happened. Um, but I also believe Sabonis also was overdramatic with it. I don't feel that it wasn't like Draymond ran up, jumped as high as he could and stomped down on him. Um, he just got his leg broke, uh, from the arm lock and then stepped, stepped on him and kind of went on. Um, I, I don't feel that it was that malicious that it warranted everything that happened. You threw him out the game, so you threw him out the game. I'm not going to say that I necessarily hate that call, but you don't threw him out of a game that mattered. So why are we suspending him for a whole game when it was a kind of a tick for tack situation? It wasn't like he, like I said, it wasn't like he just ran up, stomped on him. It wasn't like they threw punches. He stepped on him after his leg being hold, held as they were moving forward. So it, it was going to be evident that he was probably going to step on him one way or another anyway just because of the motion they were going. Um, but that being said, and, and I'm going to let uh, um, Mario jump in and then Jay give your thoughts, I think there's a possibility we don't see Golden State get through this round. Um, they've only beat one team all year above 500 on a road game. They have not been good on uh, on the road at all. Um, and now you done lost home court. Um, or yeah, no, you're not lost home court, but you uh, uh, you're down two nothing. All Sacramento's got to do is go in there and steal one at this point. And now, um, now you're you're really in a pitch because now now Golden State's got to win two games in Sacramento to take this at this point. Well, no, technically you got to take one and still got yeah, they still got three games at home. So they still they still got to. I don't know if they're going to steal one and go. This 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 might be done um, once once they go back to Sacramento and finish this up. Um, Mario, your thoughts on the Draymond thing and. Do you see Golden State turn it around, or does Sacramento uh, find themselves going into the next round? Uh, to me, with the with the Draymond Green, I think it more came down to 
the after effect, you know, after stomping, the, you know, getting the crowd riled up, you know, and uh, with the commissioner being there. And uh, you can see the fans were irritated. You can see Draymond Green calling fans out their name, you know, on live TV. So I kind of, I kind of felt, I kind of felt it kind of like lean more that way. You know, Draymond is going to be Draymond. You know, of course, if he wanted to grab my foot, I want to stomp on him. You know, it all comes back to the beginning. But I say the after effect and the and his past history really got him that one game. You know, as far as Golden State winning, uh, Draymond Green is very important to to their everything that they do in Golden State as far as their offense, even their defense, the rebounding, the assists. So he's definitely going to play a factor, you know, him him not being there for next game. Do I see him? Do I see him getting swept? It's a possibility, but I don't I – don't, I think Golden State is going to come back when they're at home and, and really try to dig deep. And if they can win game three without Draymond, they got a chance. But if they lose game three, it's definitely over. But it's, it's definitely an entertaining series. But I think Draymond Green got himself suspended after the fact. I think if he would just sit down on the bench after he then stepped on him and sat down and went through, you know, one that did the extra I think I think he won the bit. I think he won the guy suspended. You know the extra getting the crowd riled up, calling fans out the name, the commissioner there. You know I think that definitely played a a big factor in it. Jay. Yeah, you know what? I actually agree with Mario on this one. Um, I think the I think the whole episode is what caused the suspension. It's Draymond Green. Like, you know, we, we know what Draymond Green is going to do. You know, his uh, record precedes him and, you know, his reputation precedes him and all these things. I don't think that this that takes Golden State not win this series. I still got Golden State in six. Here's why. Mm. This series right now is a full illustration of what Golden State season has been. You remember they get smoked mm. out on the road and then they come home and they're a whole different team. And we have to remember they're about as healthy as they're going to get. You got a healthy Steph, you got a healthy Clay, you got a physically healthy, even though not mentally healthy, Andrew Wiggins. GP is coming mm-hmm. along. They they can get a game without Draymond. I mean, I'm not trying to sit there and say that Draymond is useless and he does he doesn't have a purpose. Obviously he does. But I think that this team can survive just fine without him. You put a Jonathan Kaminga in his place, you put a Wiggins on their best defender. Well, and that I don't even want to say that. Let me take that part back because De'Aaron Fox has been cooking Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> mm-hmm. You put a John Kaminga in that place. You let Andrew Wiggins do some facilitation. You let Jordan Poole do some facilitation. You have a team that can realistically still make it all the way back to the Western Conference Finals, possibly, possibly, and I say this with an asterisk, possibly finals, depending on how healthy that core three being Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins get. I know that's going to be a you know a hot topic, and I'm probably going to get a lot of slack on that. Keep them be my DMs, but I think Andrew Wiggins is more important to this team than Draymond Green is. Oh, I, I, I agree. Um, I know you got to get out of here. I want to get one more thought out of you before we get you out of here. Um, Phoenix tied up the series. No Paul George. Um, 
KD and the Suns did lose game one. They came back game two. Um, your thoughts? Is KD the missing piece? Um, does uh, Chris Paul have enough in the tank at his age, knowing we're about to the end of CP3? Is Booker ready to step into that Robin role and give KD what he needs? Um, what, what, what do you think, Phoenix? I, when the, As soon as they picked him up, I went ahead and put $10 in the sports book um, to – just to play the sports book thing wasn't necessary. Who I thought was going to win, I just thought that was now a favorable thing. Um, uh, but uh, give me your thoughts on that before you get out of here. Man, uh, first of all, like I, I got a couple of extra minutes, so we're good. But let me tell you this. Okay. Um, I'm so confident in Phoenix making it to the NBA Finals, and I've been in arguments with this all weekend. I have a lot of real estate <laughs> in Phoenix. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. a lot of real estate in Phoenix. Excuse my French. Hell yeah to everything that you add. Um, KD is to me some piece for this team. This is all that this team needed was a go-to score in the fourth. As much as I love Devin Booker, he's not consistently ready yet, but he will be. Chris Paul, this is the easiest championship he'll ever be able to win. You've got a simple format right here. You put it in KD's hands, you get about the way. Monty Williams' mm-hmm. offense runs beautifully, and it's perfectly designed for a guy like KD. Um, fun little fact. So, uh, the guy who just bought Phoenix Suns, Matt Ishbia, used to work for the guy at uh, UWM. I know all no, about his schemes. I know all about like you know like how he sees a winning organization, and he's legitimately taking everything. And I was there for two years. He's legitimately taking everything that he did at UWM and incorporating it all to like the Phoenix Suns. And you can even see it playing out now. That level of accountability. Kevin, got, uh, Kevin Durant got a haircut, y'all. I don't know if anybody saw that. But that level of accountability that these guys are having now, that, that sheer leadership, allowing like, Kevin Durant to kind of like take the reins on the team, that takes a lot of cojones from a guy like Chris Paul, who's been the go-to veteran on the team, to step back and let this man play first fiddle on a team that he hasn't even been at for all of three months. You ride this wave the right way, you can ride this all the way to the NBA Finals. If they do not win a championship this year, you have nothing but Phoenix to blame. And I don't think they want to do that right now. I see them making it all the way there. Mario. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with Jay. The only the only issue that I have with Phoenix is they have to play a lot of minutes as far as Chris Paul, Booker. And KD, you know, will it eventually catch up with them? I don't know. You know, last night they won. You know, they they had some big players step up. Craig hit a lot of threes in that corner, so hopefully he can do that again. But my only issue is Did Chris Paul had need... to play like thirty eight minutes, Mario. Yeah, yeah, they, they're they're both averaging thirty eight, forty, forty three. You know, it it will definitely catch it will definitely catch up with them. You know. Be talking to the next series and series after that. You know, that's the only issue I have. Who's going to come off the bench and score? You know, they haven't played pain. They haven't played pain last game, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's going on with that. You know, but as far as the Phoenix Suns, they, they have an awesome team. I think they, the problem is minutes and being deep enough. But we'll we'll see. Um, and I mean that's kind of where that TJ Warren and Terrence Ross comes to play. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you good? <laughs> okay, no, my what I was saying was that's where TJ Warren and Terrence Ross comes into play. You got a little bit of depth. No, 
Cam, yeah. Cam Payne is not going to carry you a, carry you into a game unless he just has a Matthew Delavadova out of body experience to where he just goes mm. berserk and <laughs> something like that happens. But that's one in, one in a million here. And I, you saw how I used the the, the, the Delia thing for you, CJ. But <laughs> when you when you when you got uh, like a team like this, you almost don't need nearly as. This is just my opinion. You don't need nearly as much depth as you think. You have one of the most efficient scores in NBA history. You have a man who demands a walking double double every time he passes half court. Somebody gonna be open. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gonna be oh. open. And nine times out of the ten, it's gonna be Devin Booker. You get the ball in the hands, you let them boys operate. I agree. Um, like I said, once they made that trade, I went ahead and put a $10 bet. I think it was $60 paid out. Still trying to learn this whole sports book thing. I have an, a FanDuel account and a DraftKings account. Um, I, every once in a blue moon, I play it. I'm more focused on the stock market all day long and forget most of the days I have money on both my sport books account and they just don't think about it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important to KD to win this Um not only mm-hmm. this series, but the championship period, because um, everybody wants to throw that asterisk. And I, I hate everybody uses that word asterisk, but they throw that asterisk out there, joining a, a super team, essentially a super team, the Golden State Warriors, who had, you know, basically had a dynasty run there, um, and, and they'd won a championship before and won a championship after he left. So to what validation or to what extent did KD really have, even though we, we know that he had a big part to do with that and was an MVP. Um, you know, a lot of people want to throw that in, just like, you know, you you, you have the Jordan and the, the LeBron haters in, in the conversations and who's the GOAT. You have the same conversations when you talk about Kevin Durant. So I think this is important. Um, I think that Chris Paul – you're looking at this maybe next year, and that's it. That, like, this is your run. Mm-hmm. Like, this – I agree with Jay. This is probably the best chance they've had. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I think we're getting to the point for Chris Paul, anyway, this is getting to be the last chance. Um, there, there's not too many more miles left on those tires. And so um, I think a championship and maybe coming off the bench roll next year is, is more of a possibility than a whole nother run at it. Um, but if they do lose, I would like to see if he would can strongly consider, look, you know, we didn't get KD until the draft or the trade deadline, you know, let's go ahead and let's, you know, we, we, we didn't get a whole season. Let's, let's do, let me do this one more year. Now we got the chemistry. Now let's get the pieces we need to fill. Now we see where our weaknesses are. Um, now we can fix those holes, and we'll, let's make, I'm going to give you guys one more year. I can see that being a strong possibility if they don't finish it off, but I think it's very important to both of them for different reasons. Chris Paul finally getting that championship knowing this is it. Um, and, and next year or two, and part of their best run, KD, to validate um, his his championships and his MVPs by going to another team that was not going to win the championship without him and now won a championship. Booker, um, I think with KD, I think I think anybody could probably be a good Robin with KD. KD is a phenomenal mm-hmm. player. I yeah, will never he, take anything yeah. away from KD. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's. I, I think there's enough there, and, and Booker's had to do so much before they had KD, and without uh, when they are without Chris Paul, that I, I think there's enough experience and enough of a chemistry that uh, it's there. Um, I, I think. I think Clippers came out. I think Phoenix went into this game. No Paul George. We got this. I think Clippers came in knowing that they had to punch them in the mouth and get game one under their their belt um, in in hopes that, you know, if we lose game two, we're going home. Maybe we can can steal one or two at home. And, you know, then all we do is all we got to do is win win another game. Um, So... But I agree with both you guys. Um, real quick before we get off, because she said we got 90 seconds, uh, Memphis Lakers. Um, obviously, opinions might change with them down by 20 points. But yeah. Ja hurts. Uh-huh. Um, Lakers looked impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to see the Lakers in round two, um, Jay? Yeah, Lakers and six. Easy. You concur there, Mario? Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. So, uh, Jay, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm glad to have you back. It's uh, just mm-hmm. like old times. It just felt like you was never gone. So uh, it's been phenomenal anytime <laughs> you want to come back on. And uh, um, we either do an all-NBA show or a half-NBA show or once the basketball season's over with, so you want to talk about anything else, all you got to do is reach out to me anytime. As a matter of fact, shoot me your number in Messenger, so, um, and, and then I'll shoot you back a text so you got my personal number. Um, but it's glad to have you back. I'm looking forward to doing some more things with you. We'll definitely uh, talk about uh, the marketing and all that other stuff um, as well. Um, but glad to have you back. Most definitely. Okay. Hey, appreciate it, fellas. Thank you for having me. Yep. Yes, sir. Mario, as always, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I phenomenal time. Um, this was probably the most um, topic-packed, smooth running, very talkative show. I mean, not that we don't talk a lot, but having a third person in and and the flow of everything was phenomenal tonight. So um, that was the only part that concerned me is when you throw someone in that's not used to us or, uh, you know, especially with us not sitting in front of each other, the the not over talking and um, all that stuff. And I felt that it went phenomenal. There was two times that Jay said something early on. Um, but I, I was, I saw it because I was going to change subjects anyway. So it was great that he finished his points and, uh, you know, um, uh, so that, it was all very smooth. I felt that, uh, we ran through no issues and, and no overlapping and no, none of that. So phenomenal, phenomenal time, phenomenal show. Um, let them know where they can find you location, Facebook, um, Websites as uh, we get wrapped up here in the Carolina Sports Plus studio. Oh yeah, most definitely. First, first off, big shout out to Angel Munoz and Burgess Boxing. His next fight is May twentieth. He's our uh, sponsor. He's what two and zero. You can catch. Yeah, he's two and zero. Moving to three and zero. His next fight is May twentieth in uh, Charlotte. So that's, that's that. going to be a big. Yeah, it's going to be a big thing. So, but you can catch us on uh, Carolina Sports Plus. On uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can, our store location is 1318 Highway 4-1 Business in Rayford. And uh, you can catch us online at carolinasportsplus.com. 
Uh, don't forget, give us a like, just a few likes short of the 1600 mark over at the 110 Nation Sports on Facebook. Um, I just started our Instagram uh, page or Instagram account, whatever, for the 110 Nation Sports. You guys can go over there. Um, follow us as well as over there. I'm still working on how to link everything together, so there's nothing on there. Um, but I did activate an account today, so I can link everything together. Um, don't forget, you guys can go to www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com for all our shows, show schedules, marketing partners, um, and blogs. Um, as I have done a couple over there, and uh, I, I think we might be having some more coming on um, and doing some blogs as well. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. Also, at the bottom, there are tabs. Um, there's iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Podchaser, Podcast Addicts, YouTube. Uh, you pretty much name it, all the popular and most used uh, platforms where you can catch podcasts. It is there. You can just click on it, follow um, follow us over there. That way, when our new podcast or the next podcast come out, uh, you guys are notified. You guys can catch them. Or you guys can just go over to www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com and all the shows are there already for you. However you want to catch it, um, I bounce all over the place. Sometimes I catch them on iHeartRadio. Sometimes I catch it on Block Talk Radio. And sometimes I just use the, uh, the, the site and catch the shows as well. Um, listening to the guys, speaking of the guys, don't forget, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, Race Chat Live with Chris, Craig, Taz, and Miss Lee. Phenomenal show, great time, good laughs. Uh, if you're interested in having your show um, and you want to have it on our network and get all that exposure, or if you already have a show and you want to syndicate it on our network to help ex, um, um, expand your exposure and help us to um, put shows on different dates, um, just contact me, Mr. CJ Sports at gmail.com. I'd love to have an opportunity to. Uh, um, talk to you and uh, see about putting your show on our network and on our platforms. Um, now that uh, we're actually doing blogs on the, uh, on the, the website, um, the goal is eventually we will open up the other domain, make it public. I own, uh, where we own, www.the110nationsports.com and sportsradionetwork.com for the next 10 years. We have those locked in, and I will every year continue to extend that so they will permanently be ours. Um, being shorthanded, it stretched, uh, stretched us out very thin trying to do shows and blogs, so we just focus on the radio side. Um, I just started once I noticed that I can do blogs on this site, this, the, the radio network just designated for the shows. Um, I started doing it there. Once uh, we, we build up a network of shows, I will pull away and start sending the blogs over to our other site that would be an actual blog site. Um, but uh, for now, as, as we continue to grow, if you're interested in writing for us and, and do blogs as well, hit me at mrcjsports at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, I'm glad to all the new listeners um, and all those checking the sites. Um, I'm learning a, all this new analytical stuff and how to monitor everything. And um, every week and every day we're continuously growing. So I want to thank all, all the new listeners. Um, I hope you guys um, enjoyed the show as much as uh, we enjoyed doing the show. Phenomenal time. Um, love to uh, be able to sit here and do this again uh, real soon. Um, but Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Race Chat Live. 
Chris, Craig, Taz, Miss Lee, and then Mario and myself will be back next Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. We will be doing pre-draft show. We will be talking about who we think the top 10 picks are going to be, what his Carolina Panthers need, what my Cleveland Browns need, um, and get you guys ready for the draft. And then the following show, the following week, we will be recapping the uh, the draft, uh, first round, our teams, and uh, moving forward. So until uh, next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.